There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I hate to break it. You're not the same as anyone here. But we can take it. We're short or brown or round or we're queer. I've got a feeling we are onto something here. Comedy panel show starring you, the hive mind of the audience. And if you're worried, trouble might be coming your way. In it together, I think that's what I heard the man say. I've got a feeling you gotta be okay. Deborah Francis White, and this is Global Pillage, the comedy panel show where we metal detect the whole planet for the treasure known as comedy gold. And who better to mind for these nuggets than today's comedians? All from the brilliant new podcast, Grown Up Land. Full, full declaration, that's also made by us. <laughs> On my left, playing for the motherfucking winners! Playing for the motherfucking winners, May Martin and Bisha K. Alley. And on my right, playing for Serial winners, Steve Alley and Tez Ilias. That's cool, guys. So, motherfucking winners. Yes, uh, hello. What, hello, Bisha K. Alley, what makes you diverse? I'm diverse because I can't ride a bike, I can't swim, and um, boats are bad. <laughs> I, don't, I have to think about You're, boats. Bisha is like the world's worst triathlete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to yeah. do a documentary called Triathlon, but it's like T R Y. Oh, And then it. I have to try and do stuff, but every episode is just me crying into a cup of noodles. <laughs> May Martin? Yo. How are you, diverse? I, uh, I don't know. I'm pretty gay. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I can't skip. Like, what? are we saying just things we can't do? No, that's, that's, what, just, no, no, that's just Bisha's... Bisha set the precedent. Bish, she's done the show before, so she's I'm trying over to it. come I'm up over with it. new ways of saying she's diverse. You're Canadian as well. I'm, yeah, I'm half Canadian. Grew up there. Yeah, very patriotic about it. <laughs> we've got some Canadians I'm not in. being sarcastic. It sounded like I was. Yeah, it really did. But we've got Justin Trudeau. I feel good about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And motherfucking winners, you are both regulars on Grown Up Land, yeah. our new BBC Radio 4 podcast. But me and, me, me and Bisha are incredibly competitive. And so that's why we had to be on the same team because otherwise our friendship is at risk. So right. okay. we're both insane. So you'll buy the either win or lose together tonight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And serial winners, how are you diverse? Tessilius? 
you are actually the only non-grown-up land person here because we needed to make up the numbers, but, <laughs> but he's going to be a really good guest really soon, and now this has cemented his guesthood on uh, grown-up land. Uh, how are you diverse, Tess? I am Asian, but not like East Asian. Like, not the cool kind of Asian. The, the brown kind of Asian. Um, just for listeners of America and Australia, just to clarify. Um, I'm also Muslim, um, and I am Northern. Thank you. Um, and I am working class. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of that's, vegetarian that's from class people there. That's quite diverse at King's Place. Um, um, and I support Blackburn Rovers Football Club. That didn't get any cheers today. Nothing. I don't think it's, so. it's not that they don't like the football club. It's just that there is zero Venn diagram crossover between this audience and football fans. You're, you're literally... Anybody who is a football fan cheer? Oh, yeah. No, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I've misjudged them. Uh, Steve Ali, how are you, diverse? I am um, from Syria. I am. I think I'm the most serious between you guys here with a Y again because I'm not very funny. <laughs> I'm a bit intimidated by that. You are funny, Steve. You're so you funny. Steve, you Excuse me, funny Steve, you're a regular on BBC Radio 4 podcast made by a the Comedy Lady Shop, Grown Up Land. I don't know if we've mentioned that before. And look at the twinkle. You've got a regular comedy slot on that, so do you mind just not publicly saying I'm not funny because it really undermines the whole brand? All right. I am funny sometimes, especially on Grown Up Land. Tess just made me aware of something. I am Asian in some way, but I don't find my category. I once went on NHS to register and I didn't find my category because it says, yes, I go on other because... It doesn't say Arabs there, I think. Syrians aren't Arabs anyway. We only joined the Arab countries like about 60 years ago. Really? So I'm always was... confused about that. So what are you? What are you? What were I don't six, know. Six, <laughs> 60, don't know. 60 years ago, what box did you check before the... I wasn't there. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. That was us. That was the Brits that did that. Lawrence of Arabia. That was us. That was our fault. Split up the Ottoman Empire. And now he's an Arab. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. I'm so very um, sorry. keeping a voracious eye on our veracity in Pedant's Corner, please applaud for Ned Sedgwick from our new hit podcast, Grown Up Lands. Ned, have you had any conversations this week of an international or global flavour? Well, it wasn't this week, but I've got a certain Syrian friend. Uh, who Is that Steve Alley? Might be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who once told me that I should grow a beard because I'd look good in it. And now he looks like an idiot because I grew a beard and I look better than him. So. <laughs> And if that isn't enough of a feast for your minds, bring us his very own homemade specialty of sweet, sweet music to your ears. Please welcome Mark Hodge. For every episode of Global Pillage, Mark scours all the cultures of this earth for inspiration and then hand whittles us a special theme tune. Over to you, Mark. Uh, this is uh, written in 1920 and it was adopted as a civil rights song. So it's uh, based originally on an ego spiritual then it became a sort of a Sunday school song, then a civil rights song. You will know it. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let 
let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. We're going to use that as our jingle um, this week, and so you're going to sing that. So. Steve Alley looks like he just got out of bed. Tell us what are the scores, please, Ned. Okay, Great. that'll work. Okay. First up is our themed round, and this week we'll be asking questions on the subjects of shots fired. And by that I mean games and weaponry. Sadly, we haven't got a whole round about that night I tried a flaming Sambuca. <laughs> All the teams get a chance to answer, but you get more points if you buzz in first with the correct answer. The hive mind gets a chance to answer after both teams of comedians have answered. Fingers on buzzers. In Bhutanese archery contests, what role do proverbs play? The motherfucking do, winners. You have to say one once you fire your bow. Do you get more points if you've correctly said your proverb as well as hit the target? No. <laughs> it's just, it's it's all just about four. style. It's, it's all about, about style, like, yeah. Pow, life is a stream. It's the equivalent get of... The thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the points, equivalent of like in an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie how he might go like, you've just been erased and then shoot. Right, you know, right, right. right, 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 right. But, but you're shooting wisdom. Shooting wisdom. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, serial winners, I heard your buzzer go off. The referee. The referee. Oh, that's Said what says a proverb. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's definitely. the proverbs themselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good knowledge. Um, we, so we, we discussed it. Already. Yeah, I'm really glad you you looked up this week as well. Um, so what it is is when the offender lets off their ball, depending on how good or bad the shot is, the referee will do an appropriate proverb. So imagine I've shot or I've missed the target by quite a way. Oh, you are as blind as a vole in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather shoot high and miss. Oh, okay. I'd rather shoot high and miss. Mm -hmm. These guys would be great referees. Um, uh, you've got another answer, the motherfucking winners? Just to add it to the pot, I think it's like the opening ceremony. So before you start, you say like a, a proverb, be like, love one another, May Martin and Bishop Kelly will win, and then the game begins. Right, okay, all right. Uh, hive mind. In Bhutanese archery contests, what roles do proverbs play? They're written uh, on the yeah, arrow. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, yeah. I like, I like right. that. I like that. So the teams now wow. want to join the hive mind. Right. <laughs> They're defecting. <laughs> written on the arrow. What about written on the target? Ooh. Is, is that for the hive mind? Because you've had your go. So I'm putting that down. He's offered that to you. Written on the target. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> All these white people appropriating my answers. What is going on? Jesus. Writ written on the target. I'm afraid due to the strict rules of the game, you have offered that into their pot. Okay. Uh, anything else? The sports commentators, so the guys, the, the people in the box, the sort of John McEnroe and Sue Barker do proverbs. Uh, is, is there anyone we've left out in the sporting arena that could do, that could do a proverb? All right. Uh, if you think it's written on the arrow, buzz now. Written on the target, buzz now. No one went for your answer in the end, Tez, there. Uh, sports commentators sit in the box doing proverbs. Buzz now. Okay, you've got for written on the arrow. In fact, the wives of competing archers oh, use up. proverbs as insults to put off the opposition. So what? They're heckles. Nice. They're heckles. Uh, Ned, can you tell us any more yeah, about this? It says quite a lot about my life, but when I put this question in, I was like, God, this is on the Wikipedia page, so it's quite an easy one. Someone has probably read the Bhutanese archery Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realised I've got more free time than other people. Um, yeah, they tend to be slightly 
subtly sordid, these uh, proverbs. Heckles, I'll yeah. give you an example mm. and see if you can pick up the sexual undertones in this. Lip- Thank you for the warning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anytime, Bisha. Lips sheltered in a black beard, in aimless flight, his shaft will not hit the mark once. Oh. Yeah. So the, so the problem is basically you're bad in bed. Yeah, it's like, you're not going to hit this and you're not going to hit anything else. Wow. I love these Bhutanese women. I want to go there just to do that. There's a documentary um, in that. What Steve forgot to mention is that the referees are all women. Um, are so they was, the wives was, of... <clears throat> yes, as well, yes. They're the wives of the company. That's not what it says on my that card. Was, that was what we forgot to add. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, you forgot to add it, and therefore we'll be getting Thanks no points. <laughs> when hunting in Germany, what would you use small twigs or leaves for? The motherfucking winners. Like a Hansel and Gretel-style trail so that you don't get lost? Or if, if people can find you, if you get killed by a boar or some kind of eagle <laughs> <laughs> you put leaves down in the forest you leave a little trail so you can they're not easy to find in the forest they're sort of yeah, because leaves are in the forest anyway it's a poor trail isn't it so like well is uh, this way or this way there's leaves everywhere here yeah. I feel like we didn't confer on this one yeah I I'm just I'm just listen, I'm trying to try to be helpful but that is a poor plan for anybody hoping to be found because you don't want to out yourself to the animals like if a fucking if a boar sees a trail of Whatever, breadcrumbs. Bread it's going to be like, someone's been here. <laughs> <laughs> someone's after me. But if, uh, if it sees there's some small twigs. All right, well, we've got an answer from serial winners. Yeah, I feel like we're cheating because we do actually know this one. So what they do with the twigs is, in Germany, they make... It's really quite dark, actually. What they do is they make a swastika to attract racist, <laughs> to attract racist animals, which, who they then kill, and they then kill the racist animals for being racist. <laughs> Maybe they use them to... You just eat them to calm the, your uh, hunger pangs. Or, if or, you didn't chant anything. Or that. <laughs> so they're either yeah. used to attract only racist, fascist animals, because yeah. they're the only ones you want to catch because you're an ethical yeah. hunter, yeah. So or yeah. they're used as tasty snacks to sustain you between now and when you hunt that animal. If you didn't hunt anything, you Sure, 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 sure. If, if there were no okay. racist animals in the woods Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, the motherfucking winners, do you have anything else? Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> Just, I'll take anything that'll change the subject at the moment, to be honest. I felt that. I buzzed it a lot. I think they build little... I think there's a vegan revolution. And I think they're building little homes for the animals instead and saying, hey, welcome to the homes. And they're made of twigs and leaves and love. And so they're building little twig huts, all right? Yeah. To hide uh, traps. No, to, uh, for love. No. <laughs> well, Bisha thinks it's for vegan reasons, and you think it's to hide traps, okay? Like in cartoons, when, when they put the twigs on it. Yeah, it's to hide traps. To hide traps. It's for sure to hide traps. I'm afraid it's too late to say hide traps because the other team just said hide traps. And it was very clear you were copying their answer. Okay. Okay, hive mind. To hide traps. Okay, we've had that, that, so you will have to split the points. Camouflage. Camouflage. (laughs) Hide traps, camouflage. Anything else? Intense toilet paper. Oh, wow. Intense Uh, intense loo paper. Okay. Little catapults. 
Little catapult. Oh, it is oh, so stressful. Lots of ideas. That the, the audience is funnier than us. It is so uh, stressful. <laughs> you guys are no. Uh, well, part of the reason I want to do this show is there's this sort of myth that there's like only like twelve white men who can do comedy panel shows, and we demonstrate that any fucking audience can do it. To be honest, it's not any of you could go on QI tomorrow. You'd be fine. Uh, yes. What was that? Check wind direction. Wow. Oh, like that's, that's, that's we just throw it in the air and be like, Isn't that the kind of answer Stephen Fry would admire? Uh, isn't that what um, Rafiki in The Lion King has? Like, Rafiki has a bunch of dust and sticks and he tells of like, tea leaves. Reads the, f- oh. Reads the mm. twigs. Reads yeah. the twigs. Anything else? Leave on the them wound. on the wound as a sign of respect to the animal. Oh, so if I After shooting you, them in the head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I put your right. flag in the bullet hole. All right. Are we done? Uh, hide traps, Buzz. Now. No, that doesn't count. They can't have Camouflo- that. Camouflage. They would get fewer points. Camouflage. No, Camouflage. <laughs> Intense loo paper, Buzz. Now. <laughs> You can't buzz if you're not oh, in the high minds. <laughs> you are interfering with their perfect score. Little catapults, buzz now. Yeah. Uh, check wind direction, buzz now. Or leave on the wounds for respect, buzz now. <laughs> <laughs> that got the fewest buzzers, but actually that's the closest. What? They are placed in the mouths of dead animals to represent their last meal. <gasps> so that was the closest. Sir. Did yeah, I would have given did you that. Know as that? Well. <laughs> Do you kind of knew it? Why didn't you say you knew it? Okay, but you suspected. Yeah, I say that about all my answers, mate. You knew it was something to do with that. Oh, I knew it was that. When they mocked you, you should have said, back me, back me. Yeah, like, I might know this. Uh, So, Ned, can you tell us anything about this? If only white men were more kind of forceful with their opinions. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing that we need. That poor guy. (laughs) Okay, so why would you need a bow and arrow if you were getting married in China? To protect yourself from the in-laws. <laughs> protect yourself from the in-laws, okay. If you see some of the in-laws out there in that part of the world, it's very scary. So um, I've read, actually, in the Art of War, chapter 7.4, um, that on marriage, do bring a bow and arrow in case your father-in-law is the emperor. Oh, in case, in case you end up in, uh, in a Bhutanese archery context. Uh, right, yes, of course. You may need it for insults. Uh, the motherfucking winners? Uh, well, we think it's h- how you deliver the rings. You deliver the, the rings on yeah. a bow and arrow. Yeah. Yeah. So you say, to the, does the best man have the rings? And then he just shoots the no, rings. No, no, not even. The jeweler. The guy who made the, the guy who the made jeweler. it. Yeah, the jeweler. That's, yeah. Just how, that's just how they deliver in... Okay, from a, right. So suddenly yeah. it goes into a post, and then you get have to get pull it off and get the rings off. But it's kind of a romantic thing. It's like when you have to shoot an apple off the head of a loved one. <laughs> <laughs> so the trust it's a, thing. that feels like a cupid, a cupid situation. Yeah. Okay. When do you have anything else? Actually, I've just remembered what it actually is. It's an elaborate Chinese version of "Take Me Out." Um, <laughs> So instead of buzzing, instead of switching the red lights off, you just actually shoot the person you don't want to go on a date with. Right, okay. And marry the person at the end. So like a reverse bachelor instead of a rose, you just shoot the ones you don't like. Yes. It's, okay. a, it's kind of a take-me-out meets Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would watch that. I know you would. <laughs> Everyone would watch so it, but it would be wrong to do so. Like so much television. Um, Tess, do, you, do you have something else again? No, just solidarity with Bisha's answer. Oh, OK, no, right. If you're listening at home, Tez is raising his left arm in solidarity, almost like a political statement. Uh, it's from the Hunger Games. It's, oh, is it yeah. for the Hunger Games? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry, young people know all the current uh, pop culture references, like the Hunger Games. Only came out seven years ago. So. <laughs> I saw it, but I don't remember anything except it Jennifer Lawrence excellent. running. Um, <laughs> we have another Hunger Games quite well because we have it in my culture. But we call it Ramadan. Um, <laughs> very, very similar. <laughs> <laughs> mind why would you need a bow and arrow if you were getting married in China? To fight off bride snatching bandits. To fight yeah. off bride snatching bandits. That is yeah. the best band name. <laughs> <laughs> bride snatching bandits. Okay, anything else? Closer to the bullseye, the longer the marriage will last. Closer to the bullseye, longer the marriage will yeah, last. Yeah, and you really said that, like, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, if that's yeah, not a customer. Are you like an anthropologist uh, of China? <laughs> Anything else? Okay. Ah, deer sticks oh. in mouth. She's employed a callback. Yeah, tight. That's what I'm saying. What we do for a living is not that hard. <laughs> it turns out it's awful to find that out, isn't it? Uh, what? Anything else? Oh, instead of throwing a bouquet, you just fire arrows into the crowd and whoever survives will be married next. Okay. So if you think it's to fend off the bride-snatching bandits, buzz now. If you think it's the closer to the bullseye, the longer the marriage will last, buzz now. Again, Tez, you cannot buzz. You cannot buzz. And you've got to go and hunt a deer for the wedding feast and sticks in its mouth, buzz now. They liked it at the time, but they're not backing it. <laughs> or it's instead of throwing the bouquet. All right. You've really gone for the uh, closer to the bullseye there. In fact, the groom ceremonially shoots the bride three times and then breaks the arrow to ensure the couple stays in love forever. Ned, please explain. <laughs> what? Does it need much explanation? <laughs> well, yes, it does. How um, do you shoot the bride three times? Well, and then... you take off the arrowhead, first of all, Deborah. Even so, that's quite dangerous. It could go it's... in her eye. It's not going to feel great. You're standing there in your wedding dress. It's your special day. Your dad's just given you away whatever the, the tradition is. I believe you're is. insulting the Yuga people's customs like this. It is to represent... Oh, here comes Ned. It is Ned. genuinely... Uh, here comes Ned, defending the rights of the oppressed. All right, yeah. let's go. <laughs> so there's a myth in Yuga culture of this monster who tried to steal a bride and it was shot Oh, bride-snatching bandit. Mm. Oh. Yeah, Ooh. that's close. And it was shot three times, and then it went away. But because there aren't many monsters these days, they just shoot the bride instead. <laughs> what? Oh, well. And it's the end of the round. To Bhutanese archers are bad in bed. Tell us what the scores these Um, Not a high-scoring round. Uh, <laughs> people should do more research before coming to this show. The motherfucking winners are not living up to either part of their name so far. Uh, how do you know, mate? Yeah, how do you know? Ask, ask your mum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
the serial winners then. Also, I don't think anyone's made a good your mum joke in a decade, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> They're not yet. Uh, serial winners, no points as well. And then the hive mind are ahead with five points. Yay! Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. round is everyone's favourite round. Idioms! In English, excessive bureaucracy is red tape, but in Dutch, it is purple crocodile. So what is the meaning of this foreign phrase which we have literally translated into English? Fingers on buzzers. In Persian, they say, there is a donkey inside of a donkey. What do they mean? Motherfucking winners. So I'm actually trying here. I'm not trying to be funny. Is it like a stupid person Mm. will raise a stupid person? Do you know what I mean? Like, like a, a stupid a fool will raise stu- a fool. A, a stupid fool. parent will raise a stupid child. Yeah. Mm. yeah I don't yeah. believe in that personally, but I agree that it could be the answer. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to stand by the ethics of all the idioms, just to be clear. Yeah. Um, some of them may be against your personal values. Serial winners? Um, the answer is actually a pregnant donkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's not so much an idiom as just a literal fact, that is it? Just they, they don't know what idioms are in Iran. Um, so they just, they play with a very straight bat. Okay, so it just means a donkey's pregnant. Yeah, a pregnant donkey. So you just um, say, oh, there's a donkey inside that donkey, if yeah. you see a pregnant donkey. <laughs> it's not an idiom for all occasions, a, is it? They don't have a word for pregnant. Yeah, we too. Uh, oh, so they just person. have to say person inside a person. Yeah, and then they just say donkey inside a donkey for all pregnancies. That's, oh, that's the word for pregnant. So someone's knocked up. So now women are donkeys. Yeah. Solid, solid, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you standing Someone behind that? Someone is just very stupid. Stupid, mm-hmm. okay. Because we say... Donkey, son of a donkey. Mm. Oh, do you? Yes, we do say that. Mm. Yeah. Is that an Arabic, Arabic proverb? Countries? Asia, we're talking about Asia, guys. Syria. Asia, Arab okay. Countries. There's an Arabic proverb that's donkey, son of a donkey. Son of a donkey. Double donkey. <laughs> okay. Donkey, I mean, something donkey, else when I was at uni. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so stupid. All right, hive mind. What does it mean? What you see is what you get. What oh, you yeah, see is it, what you it. get inside yeah. a donkey. Yeah. 
So yeah, in. That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. Okay. Yeah. Apple doesn't yeah. fall far from the yeah. tree. But well, you realise they're on different teams, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 We really want to win. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Inception. Yeah. The movie. <laughs> it's, a, it's an idiom for a recent film. Okay. I'd love it if that's what the film is called in Iran. Yeah. <laughs> donkey donkey, started donkey started. starring Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? All right. You can see right through them. Okay. If it's what you see is what you get, Buzz Now. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree, Buzz Now. Is it an idiom for the movie Inception, Buzz Now? Or you can see right through them, Buzz Now. In fact, it means everything is chaos. What? There is a donkey inside of a donkey here. Like, you come into a room, everyone doesn't know what they're doing, everything's tipped all over the floor, you go... There's a donkey that's inside like, of a donkey, like, guys. Like, 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 yes, get your shit together. There's a donkey I, inside of a donkey. I, they're that right that, that that is Inception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, super confusing. Okay, all right. Uh, so Ned has to decide if they get any points for Inception. Um, meanwhile, in Romania, they say, you're pulling me out of my watermelons. You're pulling me out of my watermelons. What does that mean? Motherfucking winners. It means you're taking me out of my comfort zone. Like, okay. oh, I just love my watermelons. They're so juicy and nice. <laughs> I love being inside of the watermelon. And okay. then some asshole comes along and is like, oh, come make me some tea. <laughs> You're like, no. Yeah. Go for a swim. Go for a run, Bisha. Get on a boat. Come out of your watermelon. <laughs> Do a triathlon. Yeah. Do a triathlon. <laughs> I'm making me crazy. You're making me crazy. Because we're afraid to the head with the watermelon sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. So you're melon. pulling me out of my head, making maybe making me crazy. You're making me crazy. Mm. All right. Melon. Inception. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're making me crazy. Hive mind. In Romania, they say you're pulling me out of my watermelons. What does that mean? Giving me a hard time. Ah, you've given me a heart attack. You're pulling me out of a watermelon. Surprise! Happy birthday! Oh, you're pulling me out of a watermelons. Okay. Anything else? I'm busy. I'm busy. Is that <laughs> is that an answer? Or so, so I'm too busy to answer your questions now, lady. I've got emails to send. No. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, if you think it's hard time, Buzz, now you've surprised me. You've... I'm busy. What? Um, most people have backed that. Uh, you're pulling me out of my watermelons. I'm too busy to do anything here. I've got to look after my watermelons. Uh, in fact, oh, yeah, uh, serial winners had it. You're driving me crazy. Yeah. Well done. In Italy, they say, go get blessed. What does that mean? Go get blessed. The motherfucking yes. winners. Get fucked, mate. Yeah, really get fucked, it. mate. <laughs> okay. I don't think May can curse right. that answer at all that she really wants to win, so I'm scared. Okay. No, yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, get fucked. And if you're sending them to a Catholic church, is that right? <laughs> well, what's happened there? Something I... <laughs> that took such a long time for you guys to twig. Oh, I see. Was That's that what ref- I meant? Was that, right. was that a reference to abuse in the church, Deborah? Yeah. <laughs> I see. Serial winners, could you change the subject anyway at all? Oh, just slightly, slightly lighter than that. It we could be think, any heavier. Uh, we oh. think it's get rickety wrecked. Get so like, rickety go get blessed, wrecked. Like, go yeah. get drunk. Oh. Go, get, go get blessed. Like, you know, just... Uh. Like, just hoe into the sacramental wine. Yeah. 
Go get blessed. Go get rickety wrecked. I'm putting that down. So our teams have suggested go get fucked, mate, and go get rickety wrecked. Hive mind. We come to you for anything better. Uh, what does that mean? Initially, they say go get blessed. Have sex. What? Slut shaming. <laughs> you mean it's an act of slut shaming? Oh, so if you think somebody has had too much sex or sex with the wrong people, you say, go and get blessed. Get thee to a nunnery. Okay. All right. So, and someone suggested the opposite. So go and have sex. And someone said, go and apologize for having sex. Okay. Oh, it's inception, isn't it? Um, Maybe they mean like, go get checked up, you know, after. Go to the clinic. Oh, I had sex with that guy. Go get blessed. <laughs> okay. Go like, to the. Know. All right. It's get not. Your, it's, get your piss checked. Thank you. That's, we, we understood. Okay. We understood. Thank you. And in a sense, um, getting the blessing is kind of akin to antibiotics. So, in, as such, we found a way to shorten the NHS crisis. Tribuning <laughs> Catholic priests to describe the antibiotics. Six Hail Marys and four paracetamols. <laughs> We're solving problems. Right, hive mind. Have you got anything else? Sort your life out. That wasn't just a heckle for me, was it? I mean, it probably should be. But anything else? What was that over there? Educate again. It feels personal now. Um, All right. If you think it's have sex, buzz now. Apologise for having sex. Go and do some hail marys, buzz now. Sort your life out, hive mind. Or educate yourself. Uh, in fact, I think, to be honest, the motherfucking winners had it. It's piss off. So yeah. go, go get fucked. I think it's fair. We, wait. Me. We share the points. We did. We, we, we were going to say that, but we thought we'd be. It's why we have buzzers, though. We thought we'd be contrarian. <laughs> we thought we'd be contrarian and say something else because it's boring to say the same answer. Oh. But we know that we thought the same thing. Get blessed. So maybe. Yeah. We should just say get blessed. Tez. Get blessed. Tez is quite a good name for a next Edinburgh show. And it's the end of the round. So antibiotics and now priest-led. Tell us. Well, this is nearly unprecedented. All three teams are tied on ten points. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a charming show, Tez. There's no we're all on each other's sides. There's it's inclusive. No. Well we win. There was yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mae Martin. I'm Bisha K. Ali. And I'm Ned Sedgwick. And we're so excited to welcome you to a new podcast from BBC Radio 4, Grown Up Land. Each week, join us as we take a topic from the adult world that we're struggling to get our heads around and look to the grown up land of Radio 4 for answers and advice. Yeah, we really only look at the big, philosophically complex issues. How close do we have to be for you to get a friendship tattoo with me? I could do it for you. Oh, really? I've done it with a needle and um, a big pen. Like Wait, a... a needle and a bit. Were you in prison? No, I was at a dinner party and things got out what? of hand. I mean, that is an out of hand dinner. When a dinner party gets out of hand for me, we crack into their parents' port. Like, we know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not only that, but every week I'll roam grown up land in search of a new challenge. I've literally just pierced my ear for this programme and I have some regrets. So I just got a phone to a couple of piercers. I'm just going to go and get a simple ear piercing, just walk in. A lot of people weren't okay with me recording it. Not really sure 
what they didn't want me recording. Just relax. I'll try. And you're done. How was it? Uh, <laughs> the kind of fear of the pain has passed, and now the fear of my friend seeing the saddest mate with a piercing has kind of set in. <laughs> we'll also be joined by a special guest each week to try to unpick your dilemmas and solve your problems. This week, our guest is Ed Knight. He's a stand-up comedian. He was nominated for Best Newcomer at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival this year. Hello. Hello. Thanks How for having me. Okay, this is a question from at Henzers. When I was 10, I wanted to be an accountant desperately. <laughs> Maths was always my fave subject. I ended up in recruitment, and now I'm kind of lost. It sounds like mm. their bliss is accounting. Yeah. Follow your bliss. Yeah. yeah. And also, make do it you. your side hustle until your side hustle becomes your hustle. Like, yeah. Just do it on the side. Start writing sums in the dust on cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Toilet walls. Whatever. And the amazing Steve Ellie will put everything in perspective for us. Here's another question. This is from at Imaginary Really, who says, I want to get a tattoo to piss off my parents, but I can't decide what to get. Ideas for tattoos that will annoy my parents the most, please. Um, so this sounds like it's time for Steve Ellie's perspective. Steve is from Syria and he's here every week to help us with the questions that we can't crack ourselves. Steve? Hey, Imaginary Really. Your problem reminds me of the time when I was living with my parents. They used to annoy me and sometimes I wanted to do things to piss them off. But then when civil war broke out in Syria when I was 19 and we had to flee and I had to leave them, I found that me having to get across dangerous borders and message them whenever I could get signal from refugee camps freaked them out so much more than anything else I could do. So I recommend if you really want to piss your parents off, go stateless and let police, border police and international governments do it for you. So welcome to Grown Up Land. Make sure you subscribe so you can catch our adventures in the terrifying adult world on a weekly basis. The next round is the team's round. In this round, each team has come prepared with a question based on their cultural family background. It could be anything from calling the remote control the tweeter to polyamorous Tuesdays. Let's see what quirky roots these comedians grew from. Motherfucking winners, do you have a question for cereal winners? One of these is a Canadian snack. I'm going to say three things. Hot scrooters. <laughs> is this innuendo or not innuendo? One of them is a snack. Hot scrooters, crickleberry wine, or Nunavut nuggets. Say the last one again, please. Nunavut nuggets. Could you use Nunavut in a different sentence? <laughs> I believe Nunavut is one of the Northwest Territories. Okay. Right? We think it's the first one. You're going with hot scooters. We don't know how hot to scooters, yeah. The answer is crickleberry wine. Oh! I invented hot scooters, but I think they sound delicious. <laughs> <laughs> they sound like the twisty what's it? All right, the so the motherfucking winners gets points because serial winners Steve. got it wrong. I overruled Cere Steve. So I'm sorry, Steve. Steve oh, did, 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 did you, you think it was the wine? Because crickleberry wine sounds like some like huckleberry Finn Alabama type thing. <laughs> so I thought it might be that. And then I was wrong. Serial uh, winners, you've got a chance to get some points now because you throw your question to the hive mind. What's your question? We have an idiom. In Syria, we say the bowl is missing. missing. So the bowl is missing, they say in Syria. What does that mean, hive mind? You're a messy eater. You're a messy eater. Okay, anything else? 
You're impotent. 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 I've never heard, I've never heard it said that way. It's amazing. No. Okay, you're impotent, or however you pronounce it. Anything else, have mind? Yeah. Not a good provider. You're not a good provider. Okay. Oh. And one there? All right. Sandwich oh, short of a picnic. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so a bowl not short very of bright, a that means. Okay, so messy eater, impotent, not a good provider, or sandwich short of a picnic. Either shout messy, impotent, provider, or sandwich. One, two, three. Sandwich! They think sandwich short of a picnic, so not very clever. What does it mean? It means it's very similar to the Persian uh, idiom that you mentioned. There is chaos. Because in certain the hammams, they use bowls, uh, copper bowls, to wash themselves in. Mm -hmm. And then people, when there are too many people in there and they, oh, everyone is just talking or doing everything, the bowl gets missing. Well, people start searching where the bowl is to get washed. Oh. So we use it to refer that there is chaos. So it's chaotic because we can't find the bowl. It's chaotic. Uh, hive Mind, do you have a question for the motherfucking winners? Why do Chileans bring suitcases to dinner? I don't know. Why do Chileans bring <laughs> <laughs> Okay, don't answer it because the, the question is for the motherfucking winners. Why do Chileans bring suitcases to dinner? It's either like, about like bad Tupperware. I think it's either about leftovers and Tupperware, or it's like if this smells good, I'm moving in, like that kind of. Thing. Ah. Like that's the, but that's like a compliment thing. It's but like, is it an idiom or is it like an actual custom? Thing real do? custom. It's a real Whoa. custom. Suitcase to it, dinner. It, it might like, be a like... bit difficult. It's on a special occasion. It's not every dinner. Oh, okay. like, so on some staying over there, a special it? occasion, you bring a suitcase for or dinner. Is it for like a wedding dinner, and you bring a suitcase full of gifts. It's actually on New Year's. Um, you usually bring things that you want to represent the rest of your year. So if you want to travel a lot, you bring suitcases. If you want to make a lot of money, you bring money. If you want to go to the beach, maybe wear a bikini. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't realize the suitcase was meant to be a symbol. Well, I it was a sadly, it thing. was. Uh, so, so uh, Hive Mind, you get points. Thank you very much. And it's the end of the round. On the hot scooters, we'll all be well fed. Tell us. Thanks, gang. Again, all three teams are tied, but now on 15 points. Wow. Next is the Smash the Patriarchy round. This is the round where there's a revolutionary rags to rebellion unlikely champion. As a point of reference, please see every single existing film about sport. There's only one question in this round, but it is worth double points, giving our current losers a huge opportunity to clinch the title after all. There's no losers, there's only ties. In 1848 in Kentucky, Bill Bowman, a travelling preacher, was challenged to a duel by a desperado. Hoping to show the futility of dueling, the preacher took advantage of the tradition that the challenged person gets to choose the weapons. What weapon did he choose? The motherfucking winners, what did the guy choose to show the futility of dueling? Words. Words. <gasps> proverbs. Yeah. Heckling proverbs. They're going to have a word. Serial winners? Yeah. I think it's something that you throw like a... Oh, like, like a, a... Like a rock or a... Like a balloon. Like an onion or a potato or something. <laughs> okay, rock, onion or potato. Choose yeah, one of those. Uh, potato. Potato. Okay, hive mind. You've got one go because we're out of time. No, too late. You've had your back. <laughs> Bibles, because uh, yeah. he was a priest. Good guess, but serial winners had it. It was potatoes. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
he chose potatoes. That's uh, he said He said, yes, I will duel you, but I choose the weapon potatoes just to show this is ridiculous. They threw potatoes at each other and after that, dueling was banned in that area. Or went out of fashion. Wow. Was it banned yeah, it or out, went out of fashion? Went out of fashion. Yeah, because like, no the tough guys didn't want to be like, oh shit, they're going to say tomatoes, then I'm going to look like an idiot. So they started doing something else. The final round is our quickfire round. So, hive mind, if you know the answer, you just shout buzz and then the answer. Okay, ready? In which country did disgruntled migrants try to found New Australia in 1892? Speed round. Antarctica. Antarctica. New Zealand. New Zealand. It is, in fact, Paraguay. Finish this modern Russian saying. Vodka without beer is... Halal. (laughs) (laughs) No. Dry. No. A good time? No, it's a waste of money. In Vietnam, what film was named Flying on the Bird's Nest? Behind Enemy Lines? No, no. Birdman. Oh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. If you're described as a sourdough, where are you from? A bakery? Italy. (laughs) No, not a bakery or Italy. Yes. El Salvador? You should know this, May. Canada. Canada. It's somewhere in Canada. Saskatchewan. Yeah, the one she said, Nika Shaka Shaka No. <laughs> May, I can't believe you don't know this. Uh, um, what else is in Canada? Uh, Yukon. Yes, it is Yukon, serial oh. winner. Oh. What is the first... Saskatchewan? Isn't that in the Yukon? It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's Yukon. Is I, the... I mean, I'm not giving any points to that. <laughs> no. Okay. What is the most common pub name in Britain? Dog and dog. Yeah. What was that, Red Lion? Due to rationing after the Korean War, what processed meat product replaced fish in Korean sushi? Spam. Spam is correct. New Zealand is the only country with the right to put images related to what on its currency? Ned's mum. <laughs> Religion. Yes. Religion. Uh, yes. Hobbit. Hobbits. Hobbits is correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit. Finish this ancient Greek joke when the chatty barber asks him, how should I cut your hair? A quick wit answers. Not like yours. <laughs> no. Uh, fast. Yeah. Well, good. Quietly good. is correct. High five scores. What? And we're out of time and it's the end of the show. So Debbie's best ideas all come in bed. So tell us what else in third place, it's a motherfucking winners. Yay! Congratulate us. There's a shock coming because tied on first place, it's a hive mind and serial winners. Ooh. So we've got a tiebreak situation between hive mind and serial winners. So motherfucking winners, we need you to provide the tiebreak question. May Martin, do you have anything from Canada? Okay, who said the following statement? <laughs> Ten years ago, I saw the Cirque du Soleil. This is what I wanted for me. Celine Dion. Celine Dion is correct. The Hive Mind wins. The Hive Mind wins. I'm sorry, serial winners, but you know in your heart. You, 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 our our strength lies in the eastern yeah, hemisphere, like sure, you know, sure. so, you know. So our winners get to shout Bhutanese archers' wives' heckles at our losers while our losers can go get blessed. And I'll leave you with this proverb from Korea. After three years at a village schoolhouse, even a dog can recite a poem. So there's hope for us all here at Global Pillage. <laughs> Please give it up for May Martin. Bisha Kayali. Steve Alley. Tess Elias. Let's head to Corner. Mark Hodge on keyboard. You, the hot mind. I've been different from this
Musical set by Ned Sedgwick. The music was by Mark Hodge. The recording engineer was Randy Lazimbra. The producer for the spot today the job was Tom Zielinski. Program associate was Jess Foster Q. Thanks to Zoe Jacob and everyone at King's Place. For more information about this and other episodes, visit globalvillage.net. <laughs>